This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 78 for this Friday, the 25th of March. So how is your week? All good, I hope. And wow, what about the great weather we've been having this week? Hotter than parts of Portugal, I believe. It was so warm a naked man was spotted nonchalantly walking on the Western Road on Wednesday morning wearing nothing but a bag. No jokes, please. Uh, you may have spotted this guy. Maybe he just came from Aldi. I don't know. And the weather set to continue into summer next week, too. That's good news for that naked guy. Staying with the weather, in case you're wondering what was going on last Sunday morning when you woke up and saw your car covered in sand, well, according to the weather people, the sand had blown up from the Sahara Desert. I'm sure the car washes in town done very well that day. Best of luck to Phil Guida, who started his 1,000-kilometre walk cycle for Concert on Monday. If you do see Phil along the route, give him a wave. And we'll be checking in with him on the podcast next week, see how he's getting on. Roadworks continued on O'Connell Street this week around by the West Gate. I know traffic was crazy around there. Best of luck, too, to Michael O'Brien from the Credit Union, who retired today after 26 years' service. Congratulations to Feathered's Ashling O'Donovan, who was chosen as this year's Tipperary Rose for the Rose of Tralee. I believe Ashling is the first Feathered person to be chosen. Visiting was also suspended this week at Tipperary University Hospital for 14 days from the 23rd of March due to an outbreak. And good luck to Clonmel Rugby Club's first 15 who take on Limerick's Bruff tomorrow. That's Saturday in Ardgia. Kickoff is at 2.30. Want to pop along and support the team. So, what is coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? Well, it's our Clonmel's Wild Geese feature and we're off to Australia. The chat to Willa Hearn. News on Uproar Rock Chorus at the Main Guard. Climb for Charlie, Racquetball in Feathered and lots more great stuff coming up this week. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, I took a trip out the road to Colony Community Centre to speak to Amanda Grant on their brand new working hub. I've made my way just out the road from Clonmel to the Colony Community Centre and I'm joined by PRO of the Community Centre, Amanda Grant. Amanda, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> what a great place this yes, is. We are. We're very, very lucky where we are. Nice little scenic area. Now, this is part of the Tipperary Connected Committees, am I right? Yes, we are. Tell yeah. us what you're doing here. Oh, what don't we do? We do quite a lot here. Um, we... We're a small little tiny community, there's 13 of us in total, so we're actually kept quite busy. Um, but we fundraisers, we have little um, table quizzes for children, we have adults table quizzes, um, we have our fantastic um, Killarney Guitar Ensemble, the KGE. Uh, they usually hold a concert maybe three or four times a year, which oh, is absolutely brilliant. Wow. All homegrown, all picked up around the locality. Now they are quite brilliant. I will give them credit, even though they told us they weren't, but they are. Um, what else do we do? We have now a lot has changed because of COVID. We used to do, um, um, I would say senior citizens party because it kind of was aimed for the older members of the community, but we mm. have changed that now to the old fifties party. Okay. Just because the little people were sensitive about their ages. Yeah. <laughs> and people weren't willing to admit they were senior citizens yet. <laughs> um, but you've got to tell us about the working hub that's oh, here because yes. this, is, this is amazing, isn't it? This has been a massive, massive turnaround for the club. Not in a bad way, but in an absolutely fantastic way. We have come from basically not having 
a phone signal in here to now having high fiber broadband direct to the building. We have laptops, we have a 65 inch smart screen. We have everything that you could possibly need to work from here, to do your college work from here, even to have a Zoom call with family in Australia and your internet connection is useless at home. You can sit here and it's basically like them being in the room because the sound and the pictures from the fiber broadband is just amazing. This would really suit somebody now, maybe living around the locality. Yeah, definitely. Who has rubbish, let's be honest about it, rubbish, Wi-Fi or broadband. Yeah. You can come here, you've got the desks here, everything, everything is here for you, the Wi-Fi, the smart screen and work. Yeah. Like once, we don't mind who you are, where you come from. All that we ask is that you leave the place as it is, you can come and go, you book online. Um, on the Connected Hubs website. It's really easy to use. You'll get a little code, you'll enter it in the door and you can come and go then for that 24 hour period. And you have complete peace and quiet. You have access then when you're in here to the smart screen if you want it, the projector and the screen if you need that, the laptops that we have, there's a printer inside that's free to use. All we ask is just put the place back when you're finished, the way you found it, just because there's so many other people using it. Um, but we're very easy to work with and we're very easy to get along with as well, which is the main thing. Now, tell me about the ridiculous price you charge. I know, we, we had an argument about this, that astronomical price is only 10 euro a day. 10 euros? 10 euro a day. That is all. That is basically just to cover our costs. We're not out to make money. We don't want to make money. We just want to be able to say, okay, at the end of the year, do we have enough for the electricity? As everyone knows now, it's skyrocketing. Mm, yeah. Water, skyrocketing. Even the insurance has skyrocketed. And like, it, we're not, we don't want to seem really like greedy and say, okay, we're charging a 10 euro for you to sit in here and use the internet. But again, it's just, you can turn on the heat and it's on. Turn on the lights, they're on. Plug in your laptop, charge it. It's basically just to make ends meet and to cover our costs. It's cheaper than probably working from home. It is. We were actually told <laughs> by, by well, a few people here. Yeah, that we were extreme. We actually started off a lot cheaper than that. And we were told, no, seriously, now, lads, you'd want to go a little bit higher because people will laugh at you. And we're like, oh, OK. <laughs> but look, we're just trying this out. As we said, things can change. We don't know where we're going from here. But our main thing is we want people to come in and use our hall. We want people to use the internet. Oh yeah, you've got the kitchen here as well. They make cups of tea, bathroom facilities. Yeah, and that's even like fully functioning kitchen. You can bring your pasta dish, whatever, heat up in the microwave, whatever you need to do. There's tea bags, sugar, coffee. The only thing we don't supply is your milk and your bit of food that you need. That is recommended to bring along if you're here for the day. But other than that, the kettle's there, the coffee's there, use away. And one good thing that we do have is that we're 100% wheelchair accessible. People can come in the front door if they need to. There's a bathroom there that is wheelchair accessible. All the doors are wide enough. We have checked. Um, and one, we have one desk that is fully wheelchair accessible. It can be rised higher or lower depending on what you need, which is another massive advantage because a lot of places kind of tend to forget about this, mm. that wheelchairs sometimes don't fit under your normal desk. They can't go in under them. They might be that little bit too bulky or too wide or too high. But this one now that we have, it is fantastic. All Raises and lowers, yeah, it's fantastic. And up you go and down you go, it's brilliant. So That's 10 euros brilliant. a day and yep. they have 24 hour access. 24 hour access, so you book online, yeah, how do you book code. again? You go onto the Connected Hubs website and you key in Killarney Sports and Social Club and we're there. You click on our page, you'll select your time, your date, whenever suits you, whenever you want to use it. And pay online. Pay online. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to use. It's basically like PayPal. You just enter your card details and that's it. And if you want, you can save them, but it's up to you whether you want to 
regular regularly regularly yeah use the hole or not um so it is really really easy to use i've even found it easy to use and people like from the committee sorry lads um have found it easy to use <laughs> they want to kill me <laughs> um but it's just basically you 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 get your pin it'll open the door for you then when you come here and you can come and go as much as you want within that 24 hour period it will even turn off the alarm that we have in the building so you don't even have to worry about that does it matter if somebody else is actually working in here too no no because you've got quite a few desks here but we, we kind of aimed to comfortably have four people in here now mm. again we can have more but we don't want you on top of each other we don't mm. want people on top of each other and bumping into each other when they're working or phones ringing or we want it as a nice place to come. Could companies work. maybe use it as oh, well? Companies are more than welcome to mm. use it if you have a meeting or anything, because it's all here. You just ask us, and we're more than happy to try to accommodate you in whatever way we can. We're easy to work with. We can like even changing things around. We have no problem. Just ask, and we more than likely try. We will help you, but we'll we'll try our best to help anyway. I'm kind of thinking even team building exercises yes. of companies saying Clonmel. Yeah, we're town centre who want yeah. to, to come out just a few minutes out the road you've got this yeah. beautiful scenery here overlooking Fantastic. Steve Lamont yeah you know we're even just thinking now that you've said that mm. like we it's we're only a few minutes walk from Steve Lamont summit yeah very easy to get up to the summit from here come back here have a few nibbles ready to go mm. I know our weekly walkers club on Wednesdays they meet at seven um they meet here they have their few chats and then they head up then, God knows where they end up up the up on, but they're gone. They could come back a few hours later, but they come back. Um, and they've been doing that now, I think it's six years they're going. But it's something, and it's easy to get to here and your car is safe because our CCTV system is here. So you don't need to kind of worry about, oh my God, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Will my car be okay? It's 100% fine. If people do want to find out more, is there a contact phone number? There can... is. Um, my number is probably the easiest one to give out because I know um, probably the lads won't be too impressed getting loads of phone calls from random people, but I don't mind. I'm well used to it. Um, it's 086-849-9823 or you can find us on Facebook because it just seems to be the more popular option, um, Clearly Sports and Social Club. All you have to do is give me a message on that, give me a text, give me a call, and I will 100% get back to you within the day. That also includes if you want to hire the hall out maybe for confirmations, oh, communions, yeah. weddings, etc. Yeah. Like we've, we've had a wedding here, not the actual wedding, but the reception. Um, but they, the couple got married and sleep them on. They got right? married on the top of sleep them on. Wow, brilliant. And they came back here, they booked the hall for the day, they were able to come in the night before, do whatever they had to do, like decorations-wise, food-wise, whatever they needed. They had their lovely reception. And they basically locked the door and walked away and came back the next day to tidy up. Fantastic. But we don't mind doing that. Just just explain to us. Um, like I've we've often held communions and confirmations, especially from the school below, because it's so local. Mm. The churches are nearby, they can come here, they can have their bouncy castle outside. There's plenty of grass around for children just to be off you go, have fun. The walls are secure so they can't get out, the gates can close, so they're not going to go anywhere. Everyone is really safe here, like um, there's nothing dangerous going to happen though. Obviously parents have to keep an eye, 
but they're safe outside and you can bring a football if you want and have a kick around and they're happy out that's all they want do you know what i love it out here i think people really should come along and check it out well that's actually what we're having um we're having an open evening on monday the 4th of april from 7 to 9 anybody is welcome to come along you can have a look around the hall see what facilities we have have a chat any questions that you need asking we're here to answer it there'll be a few committee members on hand just in case anyone needs anything clarified even cost wise oh what do i do if i want to book for a month we're so easy to work with, all you have to do is ask us. And easy to find you here, go out the N24, turn off by the Ormond stores here. Yeah, and head right up until you see a lovely sign for Curry National School. Head to the right, up the little hill, and we're there on your left-hand side. You can't miss us. Okay. We're a lovely little building right on the side of the road. Well, it's great to be here at the Colonial Community Centre. Yes. Amanda Grant, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Amanda. Now, a free concert will take place by Clonmel Sounds in the Old St Mary's Church in Mary Street this coming Sunday. It's on between 3 and 4 p.m. There will be a collection for the Red Cross Ukraine Crisis Appeal. A pop-up exhibition by local artists will take place tomorrow, Saturday, at the Tipperary Arts Centre in Nelson Street from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. to raise funds for the Ukraine. You can either purchase something or leave a donation if you prefer. The wonderful Uproar Rock Chorus are performing with musical guests under the arches at the Main Guard on Saturday, the 9th of April at 2pm. There'll also be a collection for the Ukrainian Relief Fund at the end, and I believe one of those guests is me old cuz, Eve Whelan. The South Tipperary Arts Group will hold their 54th annual art exhibition on Wednesday, the 30th of March at 6pm. Mayor Michael Murphy will launch the event at the library and all are welcome and the exhibition will run until the 9th of April. It was also Daffodil Day today. You may have seen the volunteers around town raising money for the Irish Cancer Society. If you miss them, you can still donate at cancer.ie or donate €4 Euros by texting DAF to 5300. It's still not too late to take part in the Climb for Charlie for Pieta House and the Irish Motor Neurone Disease Association. It's on Saturday, the 2nd of April at the Holy Year Cross. Registration is at 9.30am at the Old Bridge, where a donation of €10 Euro or whatever you can afford will be taken. Another walk will also take place in Moyle Rovers GAA Club on the same day at 11am. Get more information on www.climbwithcharlie.ie. And there's also that Climb for Charlie at Sleeveland Mon starting in Kilcash Village with registration from 7am to 12pm. And good luck to everyone taking part there. Fancy learning some dance moves? Of course you do. What about waltz, quickstep, jive, etc.? Well, Learn to Dance with Yvonne takes place every Monday night at the Coachman in Parnell Street from 8 to 9.30pm. Prices are mere €10. Euros. Get more info by contacting Yvonne on this number 087 Bally Patrick are holding an Easter three-day tennis camp for kids from Tuesday the 12th till Thursday the 14th of April at the Sports Centre. For inquiries and bookings, you can WhatsApp Justin on this number, 087-162-8050. Rotary Clonmel are holding a table quiz in Kerry's Bar, Irish Town, on Thursday the 31st of March at 8.30pm. Tickets are €20 Euros per table of four. There'll be a raffle and proceeds are going to the Ukrainian Disaster Relief Fund. You can contact this number if interested. It's 0868718683. And you can also pop along if you'd like to make a donation.
Remember, it's Mother's Day this coming Sunday, and how about treating your mum to Raheen at home Mother's Day lunch? Main course, $13.50, two courses, €18, three courses, €22. You can check out the menu and booking on the Raheen House Hotel Instagram and Facebook pages, or why not call them on this number, 052-61-22140. They also have some lovely Raheen gift vouchers if you'd like to treat your mum this Mother's Day, you know, for afternoon tea, overnight stay, dinner, etc. Monday Night Bingo continues at Hillview Sports Club this coming Monday, the 28th of March. This week's jackpot stands at €1,000. Prize money is two grand. Doors open at 7pm and it all starts at 8pm. Plus you get tea and coffee during the break and maybe a biscuit. The South Tipperary Mental Health Forum will take place on Monday, the 4th of April, between 2.30pm and 3.30pm at the South Tipperary Involvement Centre at a place for you in Gladstone Street. This will be a blended meeting in person and via Zoom. For more details, go to the It's Clonmel and More Facebook page. Also, the Clonmel Remembrance Walk Group present Mental Health and Me at the Town Hall in Parnell Street on Friday the 8th of April from 7.30 to 9pm. There'll be a panel of people who will share their own mental health experiences. MC is Mayor Michael Murphy and light refreshments will be served afterwards. Racquetball. Did you ever play it? Would you like to play it? Well, if you do, make your way out the road to the Feathered Sports Centre. It's on every Monday and Thursday at 6.30pm. I might pop out there myself. Love to give that a go. Staying in Feathered, a tractor run to raise funds for the Abbey Mill Theatre will take place on the May Bank holiday. That's Monday, the 2nd of May. €20 per vehicle, registration is at 12pm on the day, and vintage tractors, love those, are also welcome. Contact Anastasia for more details on this number, 086-459-9975. Still to come, it's our Clomel's Wild Geese feature, but job-wise... The Clomel Podcast Job Spot. Oh, look, we got a flashy new jingle. James Whelan Butchers, no relation, unfortunately, are looking for a deli assistant. €14.50 an hour. Get more details on ie.indeed.com. Coco Cafe are looking for a pizza maker. More on ie.indeed.com. Part-time retail assistant wanted at Maxi Zoo. €10.80 an hour. Once again, ie.indeed.com. DVA in town have a job for a part-time sales assistant. Full training will be given. You can drop your CV into the store or email clonmel at dv8fashion.com. And closing date is Thursday, the 31st of March. Assemblers are wanted at Abbott in town. 12 to 16 euros an hour, ie.abbott slash careers has the details there for you. An ice cream parlour assistant is wanted at the Junction Cafe. Once again, ie.indeed.com has all the details there for you. Also for this one, a trainee optical assistant is wanted at Specsavers in town, ie.indeed.com. Catering staff are wanted at Supermax out the Powerstown Road, ie.indeed.com has all the details. And likewise with Blanco Nino looking for a production operator, ie.indeed.com. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clomer podcast, email Podcast at gmail.com. Ah, right, time for this week's interview, and it's our wild geese feature. Let's go to Oz and speak to Willahern. Clonmel's Wild Geese. Will, welcome to the Clonmel podcast. Cheers, Mark. So can I ask, what, what part of Oz are you in? Uh, we're in a 
we live in a place called Rockingham, which is about 50 k's south of Perth in Western Australia. And is it a town? Yeah, it's um, as regards Irish towns. Look, it's it's not in, tremendously big over here, but it's there's about eighty thousand people live here. Um, so you can you can yeah, it's it's a little bit bigger than Clonmel. We put it that way. And what brought you to where you are now? <laughs> big airplane. Um, <laughs> Everyone says that when I ask that question. They all say they're a boat or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely an airplane. The boat would take too long. It would. Three years. Oh, Jesus. Um, no, nah, we just decided, um, we kind of looked into it um, in the late 90s about moving, mm. um, specifically moving to Australia. And then it became, when we looked into the visa, it became easier Um to, to be married because at the time we weren't married. Yeah. And then, um, then we had some kids. So then we decided we'd, we'd try and hang around a bit so that, you know, the kids could meet, you know, have, have a relationship to a point with their, um, their aunts and uncles and grandparents and cousins and stuff like that. Um, so we started the process then about 2005, 2006, and we got the visa. We, we arrived here in February, 2009. So we're, Today is what, the 10th? So in six days' time, we'll be here um, 13 years. So, wow, it's around this time that you moved out. Obviously a big a big change for you guys. Oh, massively. Um, I still remember the first day we dropped, like when we got off in Perth in the airport, because the way we did it, because the kids were the, – uh, three of the kids were under the age of five and the eldest fellow was 16, so we decided that – we would try and not to prolong the journey by having stopover, just get on the plane and go for as long as you can. And the day we arrived here, we arrived here at half four in the afternoon and it was about 38 degrees. Oh my God. And when, when we left Clonmel, we left the day before and it was about minus five. <laughs> so we, we had went from snow and the whole lot to like 38 degrees. So yeah, it was a bit of an eye opener. And what was the plan? Did you have jobs kind of lined up or were you just hoping to maybe pick something up when you were out there? I had no plan, no idea, no nothing, knew nobody. Just jumped on a plane and away we went. That's so funny. And was it your first time like going to live somewhere else from Clonmel as well? Uh, no, because um, I served my time with MF Kent mm. at the time where they were with, with Kent or whatever it is now. Yeah. Um, so halfway through my apprenticeship, uh, I had to move to England and I spent two years over there and then I spent time um, in Holland. I lived in Holland for, for a while as well. So I, I suppose kind of it's always been a thing just to, you know, head off, travel. Life's too short uh, and the world is a small place. So, And what are you doing there now, Will? What, what's, what's the job? Um, <clears throat> I'm still working in construction. I'm still, um, I, at the moment, I'm, I'm um, involved in steel erection and, and then installing pipe and stuff like that, which is what I serve my time at. But um, I'm not too proud. I'll do anything for a job, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of us are like that. Yeah, yeah. And when you get over here, you find out that you have to start at the bottom and work your way up, you know? Uh, and then you end up then as, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but the good thing about life over here is that um, you can start off as whatever your qualification is when you come over here, and then you can retrain, and you can retrain again and retrain again. And, you know, at the age of 50, you can head off and become a doctor if you have the ability. So that's a good thing about life over here. What else is good about life over there? 
We all think of Australia, oh. lovely hot weather, barbecuing at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really, that's that's about it. I mean, like today was thirty nine degrees here today. Um, so, and funnily enough, we've just had a barbecue and I've just had a couple of beers. So everything is all good. <laughs> I'm so <clears throat> and jealous. Then the beach. Ah, well, I'm not here to make you jealous, but you know, if it, if it happens, great. You know? And when you are, it's working. <laughs> like I can sit up my back. Um, and if I can get my wife to stay quiet for long enough, which trust me is a hard thing, um, we can hear the cra- the waves crashing on the beach because we're only 700, 800 meters away from the beach. It's paradise, that is. Seriously? It, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, look, as I said, I, I, I'm not here to rub your nose in it, but... Um, yeah, but I'm hang on a second, Will. Is the life, beach... Life is fantastic. Is the beach as nice as Clone A, Clone a Beach or Tremor Beach? Come on, admit it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> put it this way. I can, uh, I can go down to the local beach here and I can see dolphins, you know, swimming around. I can jump in and see the fish. Um, but... The other problem is that I can also jump in and there might be a shark in there. So, you know. I don't feel so bad now after you saying that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Look, the reality of life over here is it's just, it's fantastic, you know. And would you ever ever decide at some stage to maybe move back home? uh, No. Definitely a no. Definitely not. Yeah. No. Life is so much better. My kids are enjoying it. The eldest... The, our eldest child, he's our eldest son. He's got two grandkids, and they're both starting school. Mm. Oh, sorry, we've got two grandkids. Sorry. So, the fact that they're they're enrolled in the system here now as well, you know. So it's this is our life, you know. So when you arrived over at the beginning, um, yep. you obviously had to get accommodation. Yep. And when you had kind of settled in, first maybe month or two, any anything in particular you missed from home? It could even be some sort of food, like a grinder sandwich or something. Oh, <laughs> well, listen, there was lots of things I missed, you know. Being able to pick up a newspaper and reading about Man United or reading about uh, Monster or reading about Tipperary or, you know, just general sports stuff because yeah. you can't get that over here, obviously. Um, and then uh, you write something like a slice pan. Yeah. You know, like a proper slice pan. A slice pan of bread or, or even a pack of potatoes. Yeah, potatoes. Yeah. Big, big, big thing, isn't it? Little things. We can we can get them here with the fact that the thing is they're 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 flown over, they might be three months before they go out of date, and because they're up and down in, in um pressurized cabins in, in, in an airplane, by the time they get over here, they're never fully fresh. They're always that just they're, they're still edible, but they're they're not as fresh. They're like, it's like it's newly stale, you know. And probably as well, when you did arrive over first, there, there, maybe you couldn't get things like tatoes or chef sauce or a hickey slice loaf. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> probably the first the first year we were here, um, we went up to we went into Perth because they have like um, around Patrick's Day, the, the closest um, weekend to the 17th of March, they have a festival in Perth. And we ended up going into uh, one of the, pubs one of the irish pubs up there because they had like a big picture of mr tato outside and we went, oh, we're going in have here to go in there yeah so the kids got um packs of tatoes and stuff like that and they were sticking shamrocks on the face and all of which actually wasn't a shamrock it was a four-leaf clover but try and explain that to somebody and waste your time <laughs> true and then then they told us that they were going to have traditional irish party games so the kids were oh, yeah and it ended up their traditional irish party game was chucking a welly 
like throwing a welly down the end of a road and kind of going, not sure where that's come from. But anyway, yeah. and probably the other thing that I, I missed when I came here first was to be able to get a large bottle of Bulmers and a small glass, plain and simple, you know. It's the small things in life. Yeah. Well, do you know what it is? And you find that when you do move away like that, there are those certain things that you miss from home. And it could be just the small things, but you just like, might have a craving, like as you said, for a bag of tatoes. There's a there's a company over here, the base just outside of Sydney, so it's called Taste of Ireland. And mm. they import a lot of this stuff over. But then you've got to you've got to go on their website and order it. So they're they're waiting on obviously the delivery to come over from Ireland and then a delivery from Sydney. And at the moment it could take it could take um, two, three weeks to get from something from Sydney to over here. And even without COVID, it's pretty, they call WA wait a while for a particular reason <laughs> that you order something here and ah, we'll get it to you whenever, you know. So you can't uh, rely on stuff here. Let's take you back to Clonmel. What part of the town are you from? I grew up in Cherrymount. Ah, a place I know very well. I used to live there. Oh, okay, right. Number 40, yeah. I lived so, there for a while. All right, I, um, number 18 is where I grew up. My mum and dad still live there. Mm. Um, and, yeah, spent my whole life there up until the point where I started, uh, say, working. I moved out. And where did you go to school? Uh, St. Mary's. Uh, in, and then when I finished primary school, then we went to, I went down to St. Peter, uh, the high school, St. Peter and Paul's High School. And what was the plan for a young Willowhome? What was you thinking I'd like to do? this or do that <laughs> well football I want play man united <laughs> well no i knew i was never good enough you know <clears throat> so what i wanted to do was i wanted to be a vet really help the little yeah yeah um but i was never intelligent enough you know so i ended up then i went from being a vet to being basically a plumber so yeah a small bit of a change but uh, you know you grew up this like i finished school in 1990 so Kent at the time were one of the biggest employers in the town. Mm. And the opportunity came up for an apprenticeship and you have to take it because, you know, it's, it's a trade, potential potential to travel overseas even while you're serving your time. And then when you're finished, then the world is your oyster, um, which it's proved to be, yeah. And with Kent, where, whereabouts did you go with, with Kent around the world? I would, with Kent, they only worked in the UK. All oh, right, okay. Um, so I was in miserable places like Grimsby and Derby and places like that, you know. And they call it Grim Grimsby for a reason. Yeah. Brilliant. Ahern is a very well-known name around Clonmel. Are you related to the like Chris Ahern, Paddy Ahern? Yeah, yeah. Involved are, in the gas yeah. and the plumbing um, as well. Yeah. Um, ah. I'm. I'm not. I, I we're. I, I'm not sure. Is it first or second cousins? I think my dad and say Martin and Chris and all them are possibly first cousins. My dad was. Um, he was in the show band years ago, and he was working in the post office, and then he worked in the credit union for years. So I, I heard one of your podcasts not too long ago. You were talking about Uncle Tony. Um, yes. So my dad. <laughs> so my dad and, and Tony. My dad is Jimmy. So he he would have. Um, if you didn't, if you went into the law, into the credit union to get a loan, you didn't see Tony, you saw Jimmy, and either way, you weren't happy. Yeah, maybe, I think I, I think I might have seen Jimmy when I was in there, and he turned me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, he said, "What do you want the money for? Down. What do you want the money for? Is yeah. it a loan? No, I want to go on holidays to Spain for a week." <laughs> yeah. 
Don't worry about it. He turned me down and I was song. So your dad was involved in the show bands as well. Yeah, he used to play. Um, there was a, there was a band called the Pat Park Seven, mm. um, and there was various other bands he used to play with. But I think that's the one. Growing up, that's the one that the, the name that I remember an awful lot. So yeah, he he yeah. I look. I don't know the whole history of it because it was just. There's so much of it there, you know. And are, are you musical yourself, Will? Uh, <clears throat> I can whistle. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, not. Unfortunately, not. No. Uh, which my dad, because none of us, only my younger sister, she grew up and she was she joined Banakulamala and she played the clarinet. So he was mm. delighted that at least one of his kids um, took on a musical instrument. I know, my, like my sister used to play, she learned how to play the piano. Yeah. And when I was growing up, I wanted to play the guitar and my dad was having none of it because he played the saxophone, the clarinet. Beautiful. So he went, if you can learn how to play one of these, then I'll buy a guitar. I gather there was some musical influence from maybe a certain band or group back then, was there, that you maybe followed? I used to love lots of stuff. I mean, there was, you know, at the time when I was 13, 14, it was U2, and then you had the big thing between U2 and, and uh, Simple Minds. Mm. And then when I was 16, 17, Aslan burst onto the scene, which I'm still a massive fan of. And you had, you know... Um, there was a hot house flowers and there was um and then even i remember that when the frame started off and they're another band that i really love and, and now that glenn hansard has gone his own way to mm. you know as a as a uh, we've we've actually seen him out here play over here like and it was a fantastic night so i still have i still have a deep love of music well you'd be glad to know that asdan are back touring so it's a 40th anniversary tour mm. so maybe they might yeah. end up over there I hope so. Well, if they do, I guarantee you I'll be front row, front, middle, centre. You know, I'll, I'll have that ticket. And when you were maybe teenage years now, when you could go out and maybe socialise in town, where did you go? Well, when I, when I was a teenager, because um, my mum and dad... I mean, late teens, obviously, when uh, you could go out for a drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> I'm not started off saying, condoning underage drinking at all. <laughs> well, that's that's correct. You know, and we'll have none of that carry none on. None of that carry on. Um, uh, when I was when I became legal age, uh, I used to go to Gleason's. Yeah, and then kind of meander my way down the street after like a couple of sherbets and be happy days, you know, and probably end up in Mulcahy's, <laughs> thinking I was everything was fine, you know. Um, and then later on, then you know when you get a little bit of sense, mm. um, I used to the place I used to go an awful lot was uh, Jerry Chalks. Jerry Chalks, as I said before to people on the podcast, very low ceiling, wasn't it? incredibly small but it was great because you go in there and it was just it was like during Saturday morning Saturday afternoon it was great for sport or a Sunday afternoon was great for sport and yeah. then Saturday night um, you know you'd meet all your mates there and you'd sit in the corner and everybody oh, knew everybody but nobody would bug anybody you know that kind of way so if you didn't want to talk to somebody they knew not to talk to you so it was great this was when you could smoke in bars wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. and remember the smoke in there it was like a fog when you'd walk it. in the door. Yeah. You couldn't see because anyone. Of the low ceiling, yeah. <laughs> but that was great if you were trying to hide from somebody. You know, you could stick in the corner and away you go. Yeah. And I gathered you would have gone on either to maybe the Clom Alarms or, or, or Dano's or wherever it was, Barry's or one um, of those, was it? I, I probably went to Barry's twice in my life. Yeah. Um, not my kind of place. Um, <laughs> Look, I if you couldn't get in anywhere else, Will, if you couldn't get in anywhere else, you went to Barry's, come on. 
<laughs> no, if I couldn't get in, in any, anywhere else, I go home. It's as simple as that. You know? I always felt about seventy six getting into Barry's. You know, when you look at the amount of like the young kids that used to be in there, and I wasn't. You know, I'd have been only kind of mid twenties, and and probably because like my youngest sister used to go in there, yeah. um, and the last thing you want to do is go into a nightclub and see your your, your little sister. You know, <laughs> true. You're trying to act sophisticated and suave, and there she is in the corner, roaring and shouting at you. Yeah, that's so that, no, that's not more, good. Yeah, yeah, it was more, um, it would have been more Danos um, and the arms maybe. And like at, at earlier stage, it was everybody went to Manila. We used to flag the bus down and try and jump in and then try and pretend to John Nallon that uh, you weren't drunk or and you were sober and you were definitely over the age of 18 and all this kind of stuff, you know, which I was, of course. Yeah. Uh, listen, of course, course you were, there's no doubt about that. With work, I mean, when you left school, did you go straight for an apprenticeship or did you have other jobs around town? No, no, I just, uh, yeah. Um, my next door neighbor, she, um, she was an engineer in the office and I ended up getting, um, through like talking to her, getting the connection. And then, um, she was going on that they were ta- having an intake and apprenticeships. And I went through the process and, and I think the year I did it, which was 1990, I think there was 104 apprentices accepted that year. And they were from all over the country. So yeah. actually, with, with all the rubbish that Ken's got at the time, I mean, they were a good, a good employer for the town, you know, especially for the younger kids. Yeah, they always had a good name, didn't they? Good to work for. Yeah, yeah. What they try and do is they try and send you as far away from home as possible to get you used to being away from home and, and you know, like you're 17 and they're trying to turn you into a man, this kind of thing like. Yeah. Which kind of it worked but at the time you're kind of thinking she's this is this a hard way to go about getting a job you know but it worked so yeah i wouldn't i i enjoy it put it that way and i know i'm, I'm just guessing now uh, a fan of sport were you a sporty person back in the day i i tried to be i wasn't yeah. very good at it but i tried to be you know so i used to play i was played at clamon rugby club um i was involved in st mary's Played a couple of times bog ball uh, for the commercials. Hmm. Not my game, you know. The big and ugly are basically the better yard. I'm, <laughs> I used to always prefer the more skillful stuff, you know, uh, which I wasn't good at anyway. But you know, I used to pretend and played a couple of seasons with Clamwell Town. Again, not very good, but just enjoyed actually the getting out and having a crack, you know. What era are we talking about, Will? Um, I probably start, I started playing rugby when I was thirteen, so that would have been about 1986 and then by the time I was 17, 18 I was playing I played hurling from probably the age of 8 or 9 onwards in school yeah. and then in St. Mary's but by the time I reached 17 when I left when I finished school <clears throat> and you get sent down to Cork you get sent to Dublin you haven't got the time to train you know and it just that's the end of it and then you become 18 and hello I'm in the pub you know so <laughs> Um, I can hear someone else beside you there. Is that your good your good wife? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it is. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately. she wouldn't. Um, she wouldn't let me um, do this in peace. I think <laughs> she had to make sure she was listening. <laughs> Catherine is her name. Okay. Catherine, uh, originally Slater, so she's from Ard Fatima. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Uh, I think Catherine was probably working the Zoom for you. Was she will? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we go with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Do you have a favourite part of Clonmel? Um, 
I do, and and the reason it's a favorite part is when when um, the three small like so we've got we've got four kids, but there's an age gap of about um, 10, 11 years between the eldest fella and the next guy, and they were all there's like a year and a half between each one of them. So one of our favorite things that we used to do on a Sunday because my wife was a hairdresser, and then me working, and the only day we had off as a family was a Sunday. And we used to go to Marathfield Lake and feed the ducks. Yeah. And I know you're not supposed to feed the ducks bread. I know that now, but back then we didn't. And we used to go and buy a fresh pan of Hickey's bread and the kids eat half it. The poor ducks never got fed, you know. <laughs> and the kids came home full. <laughs> it was a cheap, cheap Sunday dinner. That's the way I look at it. You know? <laughs> when were you home last? Oh, there's the big question. Um, I know with I've pandemic, obviously, it's it's you know it's it's tough, and yeah, we couldn't do anything during the pandemic. Yeah, I, I since we've been here, we've never been home. We, we've tried a few times, and things just haven't worked out. I mean, we were, we, two years ago, we were within probably weeks of booking a ticket to fly home, and then I actually know probably three it was three years ago when, when um, first yeah the wedding yeah. And then the whole thing just went, you know, with, with COVID and yeah. So we actually haven't been home. And I know that there'll be probably people there going, oh, geez, that's terrible. How can you not get home after 12 years? And, but the thing is, <clears throat> every couple of weeks I spend, you know, I, I talk to my mom and dad on, on um, various different Sorry. media. Her, um, my wife talks to her, her family and you get to see everybody, you know. So my, my parents have watched our kids grow up and her parents have watched our kids grow up, that kind of thing. So we, we still think we have that good connection. We just obviously haven't been physic, like been there physically, but they're there about the best we can. Well, technology these days, I mean, who would have thought it back in our day, there'd be like video calling. Oh, my God, what? Yes, I know. Something out of space. <laughs> you know, know. those sci-fi films, video calling. Well, as I said, I grew up with two tins of beans and a bit of string. So, you know, this is a massive, massive step up for me. And phone boxes will as well. Yeah. When I was in, when I was in England, we had it. Yeah. I used, cause we hadn't got, it was four Irish lads living in, a, in an apartment, in a flat. And we used to, I used to have to go down the road uh, on a Saturday evening before my dad left the credit union and ring him just to let everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I didn't get in touch with my dad on a Saturday evening, I'd be, assured by Tuesday night when I get home from work, there'd be a letter inside the door going, is everything all right? You didn't ring me at the weekend. What's going on? You know? I know that's the way our parents are when we're away. Do you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure. Willa Hearn from Australia. And also, Catherine, thank you for joining us this week on the Clomel podcast with our Wild Geese feature. All right, listen, Mark, cheers. It's been great to talk to you. All right, take care. You too. Thank you. The Clomel podcast. Thank you, Will. And if you are living abroad and would like to take part on the Clonmel's Wild Geese feature, it's on once a month. Contact me. Email Podcast at gmail.com. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 25th of March. Don't forget, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. And the clocks go forward. Or is it back on Saturday night, Sunday morning? It's back, isn't it? No, forward. Spring back, fall forward. No, spring forward, fall back. I'm sure it's forward. The clocks go forward. Should we go with that one? The clocks go forward (laughs) on Sunday morning. Please don't blame me if I'm wrong. Have a safe week. Look after one another. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 
You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.